Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We've got some viral proposals kind of gone wrong, inappropriate church testimonies, and a nod to the classic 227. All that and so much more. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Welcome back, guys, to a Black Lady Sketch Show, Season 1, Episode 3. Third Bonaparte is always in the shade. I'm your host, Simone Thomas, and joining me today is my amazing co-host, the talented host, Michelle Spence. Why, thank you. I mean, just give it all yes. to me. Give me more. Yeah, give each other praise. <laughs> yes, two black ladies running a Black Lady High Sketch five. Show today. Hello. I love it. Hello. I love that. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. I mean, you know, our other two co-hosts, unfortunately, are out. They're having Hot girl summers. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and we're missing out, but it's okay because we're here. We're having a hot girl, hot, a hot black lady sketch show today. <laughs> a hot black lady sketch show summer in the studio today. In the studio today. <laughs> but it's going to be a good time regardless, and we're here to talk to you guys. Yes. Alrighty. What were your overall thoughts of this episode? I loved it. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, I think. As I'm watching the episodes progress, I think they're getting better. Yeah. You know, the first one really knocked it out of the park, and I didn't think it'd get any better than that. But I do feel by the time that we've hit this third one, um, I feel like it's just funnier. It was hilarious. And yeah. I also do feel like this third episode has taken an even more like forward-friendly approach, mm. if that makes sense. It feels a little more like feminist and more progressive in that sense, especially throughout a lot of the sketches. I know mm-hmm. we're going to get to talk to talk about those soon, but I just felt like it had more of like a female-driven voice, and I was into it. I was here for it, and it, it was funny. I felt that too, especially when it came to subjects of dating, yes, proposals. Um, we saw that in a couple of the sketches, and I felt like it was very heavy on talking about like just being an independent woman and not needing a man, especially if they're yeah. trash, like <laughs> trash. <them. laughs> Garbage. Bye. Basura. No longer. We're done. Yeah, but I also, I totally felt that it was Mm -hmm. very prevalent, you know, supportive and you don't need a man, but also breaking down like what it'd be like to have a man. Like just because you're independent does not mean that you don't, wouldn't like a man and to have, you know, someone complimentary. Mm -hmm. He's not necessary. He's complimentary. Because you're whole by yourself. You don't, it's not like a necessity. It just, it enhances life a little bit. Exactly. Right? It's not a bad thing. Exactly. (laughs) Can we get a hot I like summer clap for that. Yes. A hot black lady sketcher <laughs> clap for that. <laughs> Okay, so that is a perfect segue into the first sketch, which was a viral proposal. And the minute it started, <laughs> the guy was like, and that's why I think Eminem, it's okay for Eminem to like use the N-word. And I'm like, okay, this is, this already, is, prob- this is already starting bad. <laughs> Problematic. No. Like, just a sign that he's not good. He's not the one, He's sis. not the one. And she knew that. And her whole entire... She started to see people that she knew from her family, and she's like... It, it, even before she saw the family members, she saw people that she didn't even remember from... Barely remembered from, like, summer camp. Mm-hmm. To that extent where it's like, okay, 
These aren't even close family. Right. Like something's something weird's going we on. We haven't spoken in twenty years. Like, why are you, why are you here, sis? Why are you in my presence? <laughs> right. What's going on? So, come to find out, he's about to propose to her, knowing that she that's not the man she wants for herself. Exactly. Her mom doesn't like him. Her, her friend, her friend doesn't, doesn't like, like him. him. And, you know, if we even just take it back a second, what I found really interesting about this was the fact that he made the proposal once he lost his job. Right. Oh, and he quit his job to propose claimed, to her. Claimed. Claimed. To claimed to quit. Let <laughs> me... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so you get a severance package or not? <laughs> right. Probably not. Just from the likes of what we've seen, I, I highly doubt it. But I thought it was just so funny because I felt like it was making f- or kind of like making fun of what proposals have turned into with social it's a show. media. It's like a spectacle. Yeah. Can you top the next one? Exactly. And like you said, the mom was the mom doesn't even like him, but she clearly said Cheryl Lee Ralph's so funny. Oh, she her. said, um, oh, I'm gonna be on YouTube. I'm gonna be viral on YouTube. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, so the, these are the proposal goals here. Let's be viral on right. YouTube. And I also thought that they were touching on the subject of how when you get to a certain age, her father mentioned she's 35, mm. the marker of success seems to be getting married. Yep. You know, we don't really celebrate women when they've got, when they get raises and jobs. Mm-mm. It's not as openly celebrated mm-hmm. as if you got a raise yesterday. Exactly. Or you passed that test or it just isn't held to the same regard as being a single woman that's getting married now because you have bachelorettes that friends pay thousands of dollars to go to and weddings that are in other countries. I've done them all. And boy, are they costly when you're solo. The whole wedding. I'll, be, I'll be real. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, yeah, your bachelorette is mm-hmm. in this country. Cool. Great. I mean, of course I'm excited. And I'm there to celebrate for my friend. But, you know, as someone who's single, sometimes you think, man, I don't get that celebrated yeah. when this is happening for me or X, Y, Z. Yeah. you. It's nice to have, like we said, you don't need the man. It's just nice to have a life partner with you, and then when you see everybody else with their booze, their boot up, yeah. you would like to be a part of the group, but that's okay. Yeah. But I do think I'd like to go on vacation as well. Vacation, and we're gonna manifest that for you. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, my king is coming. My <laughs> king is coming. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. I, I believe it. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm too. <laughs> but when I watched this sketch, I thought of there's a book called um, I forget who who wrote it, um, but it's about like your 20s. Um, like the defining decade is like okay. the main title, and the premise is uh, why your twenties are so crucial, and how you should not just think you have your thirties to to make the right choices, to make the right choices in the twenties and not mess up. But but she touches on the fact that a lot of people, you know, may like get to their thirties and then they're freaking out and they marry the next best person or like the least like the worst person yeah. ever. But you're kind of going against your biological clock. Everyone else is getting married, and so you just. Yeah. You want to be a part of that group, and you say yes. And I like that in this sketch. She yeah. was like, "I don't care. I may be thirty-five, but I know you are not the one." And you get that external pressure from people around yeah. you because we saw her. Her dad was there, who had her never da- been in her life, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. And he just comes out of nowhere, and that happens too. Like you can have an estranged relationship with your father, your mother, and then these big moments happen, or you become really successful, and they want to attach to you yeah. despite being completely absent for most of your life. I thought it was also high-key interesting how he suddenly threw back in her face when she, she didn't want to get married at 35. Well, that's what you're saying. Anyway, she's like, you're at my proposal. <laughs> so, mm, 
yeah, I don't need you here. You can you can go away. But yeah. if you do let those external pressures get to you, you can find yourself saying yes to someone when you know in your heart that's not He's the person not the for one, you. Sis. And it's hard. Yeah. It really is, especially when Instagram is in your face and you see the hashtags and see the couples. And we yeah. do want to be a part of that. I'm not going to lie. It's really nice. But I want to be part of it when... It is 100% mine and for yes. me and in the mm-hmm. best way. For you. Because uh, who wants to be doing it two, three times? No. no. And then wasting your time and years and money and money. just emotional like exhaustion with someone who is not for you. It's never worth it. Yeah, so uh, that specific sketch, I was like, ooh, it's preaching to me. <laughs> right. Preaching to me. Okay. Right. And <laughs> we can look at that as inspiration. Like, is it better to be single or to say yes to someone who... It's just not the one, honey. Not the one. Yeah. And in the following sketch, it was a similar theme about men. About <laughs> men. It was just like a listicle of all the things They were having wrong. the brunch and yeah. just comparing the men that they like. And I just thought it was funny how they kept like hyperbolizing yep. what was good about the guy or what wasn't. I like big feet. I like no feet. Excuse oh. me? <laughs> Two extremes, but if he's tall, he's a great guy. And then Quinta was like, no, the NBA. NBA. Prime example of the men you should stay away from. Exactly. And then, it, like, also, what else did they yeah, list? Yeah, they, met, they listed so many things, like, guys, yeah. dumb guys, guys that don't have home training. Quinta went home on a date training. with a, she went on a date with a guy who asked, she didn't want mashed potatoes. He asked to have her mashed potatoes on the side and then asked for the to-go box in the middle of them eating and then split the bill with her. You know what else was high-key interesting? I guess that's my word, my <laughs> phrase for the day. High-key interesting uh, was right after that, she's, her friend asked, did you let him hit? And she said, I, yes, I don't see what that has to do with it. No, listen, sis, if you're out there, that has everything to do with it. Exactly. We are not splitting the bill, and he gets to, Like, you don't... What's the phrase? You don't get to milk the cow for free or whatever? Is that the phrase? If you... I don't know. Why milk the cow when you can get it for free? For free, free. yeah. Yeah. He's not... He didn't even put in any effort at all. And then he still, like... Had I yeah. scored at the and end of the night? It was like the smallest line that I think rings so salient mm-hmm. to today's dating culture, especially with apps. And yeah. again, then women have the pressures of wanting to find the one, and you may accept the guy who just shows up for the date, texts you two seconds if you want to meet up in the next five minutes. You go, it's just kind of hanging out, mediocre, split the bill, and then he wants some. No, we are queens, treat yeah. us as such, like plan the date. <laughs> prepare, put in some effort. Like you said, don't text me an hour before, hey, do you want to hang out? Or, hey, do you want to come over? Um, Hey, like, what have you done to prove to me that I'm even worthy of being in your presence? Yeah. And it's also, that is, yes, I'm here for all that. But at the same time, I think, don't you also want to be present for me? I would love to see you dressed up and look great for me because I'm going to do the same for you. Can like, just, show show your best self because I want to show my best self to you. And if you're not willing to do just that minor step, why bother? Let alone hit it. I mean, I'll just eat by myself. <laughs> I, let me tell you, I don't mind eating by myself. I actually think we all should do that. Take yourself out on a date. It's very peaceful to just reflect and be introspective and see what yeah. you need. And yeah. that's like honestly the best part of being single. It's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, sometimes it sucks. But the nice thing about being single is, if you if you do take advantage of it, is learning what works for you and just loving you because you like you feed that back into yourself. Yeah. And I mean, we come into this world by ourselves. We're gonna leave by ourselves. We might well, I mean, well. I I came in with two other people to be a TBH. Wait, are you a triple? <laughs> yes. <gasps> That's for another show. But I was oh like, my gosh. I can't use that one. Oh man. Okay. Well, you still had your shine when you came out. Like it was just you. It wasn't like. Well, I was pulled out, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, they were like, she. I was laying weird. They were like, pull her out. <laughs> but I mean, the moral, but the moral of the story is like, take time for yourself, learn to love exactly. yourself. And I think, honestly, the time that I've learned with being single, mm-hmm. I got to reflect and come to this point where I was like, I don't have to be that girl from the first sketch. No. Or, you know, the other people in the first sketch. Because Homegirl, she knew she didn't want that guy. And I'm glad that I've come to the point where it's like, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be alone, enjoy it, um, be the women in the second sketch who are, you know what's for them, and that's what they want. Yeah. They want to go for what's for them. So. Exactly. Don't waste your time. That's the biggest thing. Like, you never yeah. get that back. So take that time to reflect. You are <sighs> so honest, Mom. It hurts. It's, you're on it, too. <laughs> we're here for it. We're going to be single. Hello. But not forever. <laughs> And, we're, and as we're single, we're going to love it. There's nothing wrong with it. Another thing that we do love <laughs> is you guys. We love that you're here every single week to watch us. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. We love talking to you. And then if you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. Please, please, please. Bye. And comment as well. We love the support from you guys. And thanks for just making us the ESPN of TV talk and coming back here every single week. Alrighty. Now we're going to move on to monster.com slash... <laughs> Gang orientation. <laughs> I love that sketch. I was obsessed with mm-hmm. it. I love that Issa Rae made a guest queen cameo. We would be nowhere here. We would be here without <laughs> exactly. her. Exactly. This and the um, she's the executive producer of EP. a Black Lady sketch show. So it's amazing to have her. And, and the name of the episode uh, coincides with this sketch because what is it? it's called Third. Third and Bonaparte is always in the shade. Yeah. yeah. And that was linked to Issa. But go ahead. Yes. <laughs> uh, what I really liked about this entire sketch was even though it was this gang culture, this is where the female forwardness mm. comes in. Um, they had a very uh, like progressive sort of work environment, even though it's a gang. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're not, you know, if this happens, we're going to make sure you get maternity leave, but we're not calling it maternity leave anymore because they're going to be all inclusive. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was hilarious. Um a, was it Quinta got um, yes. fired? She got fired, and they said, "Well, we don't know if you're going to get that severance package." Yep. It was very like that is forward um, oriented, and I just thought it was really hilarious the way that it was packaged for a gang. Right? This it was kind of like oxymoronic. Yeah. Despite it being a gang, they were still supportive and like fostering yeah. that that foundation or like that positive Pro- foundation that ex- you need in exactly. a work environment. Yeah. Um, and one of the funny parts was Robin Thede's character. <laughs> Uh, her punishment was that she was going to have to wash the delicates. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, and going back to t- integrating that for- female forwardness, yeah. um, you know, like, we are females here. It's not like yeah. we have to <laughs> deal with stuff like that. So Exactly. I like that. And the punishment was being cold because women are always cold. cold. <laughs> I can speak to They're that. That's in the shade. Then bring, you need to bring a light jacket. <laughs> right. <laughs> bring a life jack. So I just thought it was really funny that even yeah. though they're in this gang culture which mm-hmm. is typically, you know, obviously it's violent and yeah. volatile, you would think they wouldn't have the best structure, mm-hmm. but 
you know, these women cared about each other um, to the degree that they wanted to make sure that you had maternity leave. Um, your punishment was that you're going to be shade, but you should bring a, a jacket. <laughs> we do care about you, and I think that kind of goes to show that even when people have some of the quote-unquote worst jobs or least paying jobs mm. that to some degree doesn't matter. You still should be treated as a human and deserve, exactly. deserve basic um, you know, rights when it comes to, to your employment. Yep. Mm-hmm. You deserve to be paid properly. You deserve to, to have benefits. Uh, and, you know, that's something we've been talking about over and over again in today's society. It shouldn't Proper be a luxury. Wages. Yeah, it should not be a luxury. You, like, you are entitled to that as yeah. a working employee who we spend most of our time at work like let's be very real like very minimal time is at home and so when you and work Mm -hmm. takes a toll on your whole entire life it takes a toll on your health and when you're not given that coverage for your health and medical care like it 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 like goes against what what just we should stand for as society so i completely agree and it also touched it touched on the fact that women truly are like nurturers like we we like we can hold so many different hats like we can be the disciplinarian we can be sassy but we'll also still hug you and care for you and wipe your tears and just provide the things that you need and we kind of saw that yes like in this rough environment but they were still soft on the inside and wanted to make sure you one of them was drinking a latte really yeah, she was drinking a latte through a full... I, I think it was a ski mask. Oh, I did? Oh, she was the one with the I latte? Think it, was a, it was a ski mask. It's just oh, like, God. there's a little slit. Just like, <laughs> I've got a latte. So, just, <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of the dichotomy between the two. It was, mm-hmm. just, it was really funny, yeah. and I think it was a great way to highlight that. Exactly. Sort of I agree, I agree. Mm-hmm. So to move on, we're going to go to the Hertep Homecoming with Robin Thede. So we didn't see her in the second episode. But she came back in this episode. <laughs> and this time, she was the maid of honor. And the bride was Miss Essence Atkins. Yes! Who is a queen in the... Like, she's incredible. She's been around for so long. And yeah. she's always working and has... Getting great roles. Yeah. Is she... Is it... Is she in Ambitions now? Is that the, the new show? Oh, on own. on own. I don't. Is that the is name? Is that the, the one she's in? It's with Robin Givens. Yeah, yes, then that's Ambitions. Ambitions. Yes. yes, I was like, if it's with Robin Givens, yep. it's in Ambitions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's constantly oh, in uh, in new content. Yep. So mm-hmm. good for her. I was excited to see her in this. I. It's funny. I keep getting surprised. I think every time I see mm. a new guest. Yeah. Of course, I heard everybody wanted to be in it. And everybody that they asked, of course, said they wanted to be in it, and they were. I just. There's just some people I didn't expect to see, and to see her was like really refreshing. Yeah. It was fun. I feel like if anyone, like I mean, there's so many people who are deserving of being in the show, but her in particular because she's just she was in Smart Guy. Like we've yeah. just seen, we've seen Essence grow up, <laughs> and she's been a steady actress and successful one. So to see her, I was like, oh yeah, like we definitely should like nod to her and yeah. like give her her shine. And give she was a, a beautiful bride, but being embarrassed by her. <laughs> I guess it was her sister. I don't even know if Robert Beatty... sister, Hall- okay. Hallie. Hallie? Hallie. And, was, and then... And then Hannah. Hannah. Which I died because her name is Hannah. And she said, that is your devil your name. Devil name. Your, devil, your name. devil name is Hannah. And she said, ha, because those are the Caucasians laughing at you. Nah, because that is not your name. And I just thought it was really funny. Again, the Hertep returns and just turns everything upside down. and makes makes mm-hmm. every little last thing from your name to... I know place settings yeah. have to be divided. The somehow. smallest thing is problematic and goes back to the colonizers and how they've ruined everything. But what was quick to shut her up was losing her inheritance. Yeah, and then saying that uh, sit your five percent down or five percent percent sit your five percent. 100 percent down. down. <laughs> yes, yeah. That that's it right sit there. Sit your five percent. 100 percent. I said five percent. Five percent. 
the truth comes out. That'll shut you up real (laughs) fast, really, really quickly. But it's funny because it's always at weddings or just family functions. There's that one person who goes up and will make a fool, or not make a fool, but just start saying things that you don't need. either about them or they go on and on, they drag and... Uh, and my yeah, family, yeah. it's my dad. I love my dad. My dad is long-winded, and he <laughs> finds a way to make everything a life lesson. And it's like, sometimes it's just not the time for that. Like, we don't need a lecture. <laughs> He's the lecturer of the family. And I was like, I completely resonate. And you're just there cringing, like, oh, my gosh, like, please, like, do not do that. So um, I yeah. totally, I feel like we all have that one person in our family who <laughs> just doesn't know how to, like, reel it back in at all. Yeah. Keep it short. Keep it short. <laughs> I know you want the shine to be on you, but it's not your day. Not your day, No. Sis. I mean, your day has or either... Sir. Com- <laughs> sir. Sis, sis or, or sir. One or the other. It's not today, boo. Not today. Not today, boo. But speaking of people who don't know how to catch a hint to keep it concise and short, we're going to move on to our church open mic testimonies. Oh, gosh. I love that sketch. That was probably my one of my favorites because Same. I can personally resonate with that. I think especially if you've grown up in a black church or if you've gone to black churches, you've probably I've gone to them. Yeah, you've probably seen it. Um but uh yeah, so essentially we just the and also I think who's the the pastor was David Allen Greer. Yes, yes. Who was a classic as well. Yeah, and he was kind of like whipping them into shape. Yeah. Uh, our churchgoers were coming up and asking for prayers and blessings, but not about things. Also taking it a little far, like way mar- too far. Essentially marketing themselves. Yeah. I mean, um, literally marketing. <laughs> Mar- uh, Gabrielle Dennis's character <laughs> got a job as a market research analyst and then yeah. wanted to use them as a sample group. And did you notice <laughs> the research? She showed a picture of Angela Bassett that goes back to the bad bitch support yes. group because that was part of the Fashion Nova research. Mm, look at that connection. Yes. Good I saw catch. them and was like, <gasps> Wow. Oh my gosh, Easter eggs. Yes. Love I love yes. little treasures like that, like yeah. sprinkled throughout. Um, okay. We had her doing that. We had um, a mom asking for her daughter to find a suitor. To and- Denzel lookalike in the third row. <sighs> And then slide into the DMs. Yes. The, the <laughs> fact that your mom is literally saying it's okay to slide into the DMs. Wow. Why do you even know, mom, why do you even know about that? Does your mom know about sliding into the DMs? No. Okay, mine doesn't either. She does have an Instagram. She does. It's only to follow me. It's oh, it's kind of cute that's to be, it. She to be supportive. You. She has no pictures, no nothing. It's just to, to follow me. She's like, oh, I just like to see that you put your work on there. It's so cute. That's anyway, really sweet. Yeah, but she knows nothing about the DMs. Okay. At least I hope so. Yeah. You never know. Sometimes parents know things. They're like, How I'm you? like, um, is dad the one sliding your DMs? That better be who it is, okay? And the only person. <laughs> the only person. <laughs> Other than me and dad. That's it. <laughs> But I just thought it was hilarious, again, in that sketch, sketch, how people were really coming out of the woodwork with the most elaborate asks of the community. And the uh, most elaborate asks of Jesus are, you know, the Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was really funny that it does happen where people think that this pulpit is the time to, you know, it's one thing to ask for prayer. It's another thing to say, can everybody go down to my job in XYZ or, you know, put this vote for me or say that I was here when I wasn't because I... Killed someone? Or yeah. whatever that dude did who had the wrench and it was bloody? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's all... Like I said, there's always a time and a place for stuff. <laughs> so when it comes to your her, her type sister who wants to scold everyone about 
them not being the blackest person they should be. It goes back to when you're at church, like, know where you are, understand your environment, like, leave that at the door and yeah. come in. Yeah, networking is not to be made <laughs> no, here. No, no. And, and you know what? That also reminds me, though, at the church, they always say, you know, bring your gifts, use your gifts, talk about them, we want to hear about them. Yes, but there's a time and place for that. Mm-hmm. Maybe after, during, like, fellowship and mingling, not on the pulpit when it's time for prayer. <laughs> yeah, to the whole crowd. It just like it 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 just cheapens like the mood. It takes yeah. away from the tone. And I've even um I remember like my mom went to a church service. Um it wasn't our typical church and it was New Year's, so like everyone was giving their testimonies and she was like, Some people were like mentioning things that like weren't even appropriate. She was like, Are they really saying this? And I was like, No, mommy, they didn't say that and she's like, No, Simone. And then when I saw this, I'm like, Wow, this really does happen in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like people pull out subjects that we don't we shouldn't even have to consult you on that. Like we just we don't need to know. Like leave it at the door and yeah. let's come and praise Jesus. Or like, take that on a one on one. One on one maybe. Yeah. yeah. But and like you and God. And like <laughs> God tell God everything. But like the whole church group like, like, he the, already seen it, so Right, he knows. He knows what's going on. Like be completely open. But everyone doesn't need to know everything. Um so that was probably one of my favorites. And then we moved on to a two, the 227 reboot with oh, yeah. Miss Jackie Harris. Um, yeah. We saw Hal it Williams. Was, it was like an ode to every sitcom yeah. mom. Yeah. And there were like black female sitcom mom. It was pretty, I thought it was funny to mm-hmm. watch. I love, I think Jackie is just like, she's great. I love her voice. She's just so distinct. And yeah, Robin Thede nailed it. She Don't you think? did, hands down. I I was watching like, this is some good acting, yes. Robin Thede. Hello. The voice. It was perfect. The, like, even, the demeanor. Mm-hmm. The inflections. Dress. The dress. The inflections. Like how she would drag out certain to words. A tea. To a tea. Did, did you watch 227 at all? I've only seen like little bits of it. Okay, yeah. But I, I like know like the premise yeah Yeah. and so I know it was obviously like a huge show back then especially like for generations before us so I like that like you said they were um, it was an ode to black moms it was an ode to just that era of yeah black artistry and like especially there was a boom of comedies and sitcoms that we just don't see as much now yeah um so I like that they they gave a platform to that and um yeah like I'd love to know what you made of the ending yeah okay so I I was conf- well, okay at first because we saw a series of people like popping out of their dreams, and then yeah, the last person um, was Mary, who's mm-hmm. the real character is Marla Marla Gibbs, I believe. Um, so I was like, I don't know if she was the one who was dreaming the whole entire time, or if all those people were dreaming, and like, was it all of them dreaming, or was it her and she had them dreaming in her dream? If that made any sense? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking. It was all along, it was her dream. Okay. And because if you think back to the original, what was happening in 227 was that she lost her man to, you know, Jack Jack A. A. So when everybody keeps waking up and in the end it's her, she looks over and there's no one in her bed. And everyone else kept waking up the next person. Remember somebody woke up and was like, oh my gosh, are you there? And then the next person wakes up and is like, oh my God, that's not you. Ah. And then someone asks for Dwayne Rock Johnson and it's not Dwayne (laughs) next to them. But it was Jack A. Yeah. Wakes up. Yeah, that was her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But and was there then, anybody next to Jack A? Was she by herself? Yes. There was? Everyone had someone oh. next to them except for the final... Okay, which was Mary, Mary. And she lost her husband. And, exactly, she lost her husband. 
So she woke up alone. Right. So I was thinking, okay, mm. so I think it totally goes back to the, orig- the original sketch. And I think it has something to kind of wrap into the entire episode as yeah. a whole. All the sketches, which have been very female forward, independent. Because mm-hmm. um, she wakes up scared you know, that she had this nightmare, but the fact is no one's actually there. There. So yeah. it's all her. She's independent. So right. I was kind of thinking in the end, it's like, oh, you woke up fearful that you lost your man, but you don't even have one to begin with, mm-hmm. and you're doing fine. You're doing quite fine. And it's not the end of the world. Exactly. Which kind of ties one. into one of the sketches. It's called exactly. End of the World. Yeah. To not have a man. It's the, your life isn't over. It's not a nightmare, even though it might feel that way to not have yeah. someone. And I mean, like... Everyone's sometimes not everyone's meant for marriage. Not everyone's like meant to be in a monogamous monogamous relationship. On top of that, like I think sometimes like society wants us to subscribe to norms that just Mm -hmm. not everyone can fit into at the same Mm -hmm. time, and it's not awful. But at the same time, it's like whatever you want. But that yeah, that's a good point. That does tie back into the whole theme or like layers of the show, which was very much so about like female empowerment and kind of just like claiming things for yourself and by yourself. Exactly, and like there's strength in that as well. Yes. Okay. Hands down agree. (laughs) I totally saw that. Okay, cool. Well, that wraps up all of the sketches. Yeah. We covered all of them. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. So now we're going to move on to our special segment, which is called All Hail the Queens, because we keep seeing... All hail. (laughs) We keep seeing queens week and week and week, time and time again. And, I mean, they're... The four main women are queens, but today we are going to highlight Miss Jessica Williams, who is a t- is one of the two, two dope, dope queens. queens. Hello. <laughs> Hello, along with Phoebe Williams, Robinson, um, Robinson, Jessica Phoebe. Williams. Oh my gosh, you're right. No, but Phoebe brain Robinson. Happen. I know. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> too much queenness going around. <laughs> know, it's just too lot, much. It's too much. Um, but yeah, so she's in Two Dope Queens with Phoebe Robinson. She yeah. was recently in. Um, she was rec- smart. Yes. And then she was also, I mean, this blows my mind mm-hmm. that she became friends with J.K. Rowling yeah, and then you ended about up that. in Fantastic Beasts. So talk about like goals. But like, how it happened, it was very serendipitous. Like they actually hit it off. And then that. Yeah. So they met somewhere first. I can't remember. I, I think it might have even been online where she oh. tweeted her first. I'm trying to remember. Either tweeted or met somewhere. Then they actually coordinated to meet in person. And I think it's when she was in the when Jessica was in the UK. So they met up wow. and actually like had dinner and talked and just traded stories. And then after even after dinner, they like hung out. I think in Jessica's room or she went maybe to her JK's. House? You know, I think it was JK's room. Okay, and <laughs> she showed her videos um, of Solange. Oh, like she showed her music videos, I love and that. she said that they just talked about like the cultural videos, and that Aww. J.K. Rowling just really loved it, and that she just talked about how much she loved Harry Potter, wow. and then she got a cameo in Fantastic Man, Beasts. That's the way to do it. She wasn't even like, tr- I'm, it doesn't even sound like she was trying to get something out of yeah. J.K. Rowling. She just she liked probably her. maybe dropped the line once, put it out there, yeah, and you but know, she was authentically they, herself, yeah, and it worked. Well, that's what I love about her as a comedian. And I think that's what makes her show, Two mm-hmm. Dope Queens, so, you know... Which originally was a podcast and then became yes, a show. Yes, and then became a show yeah. on HBO, mm-hmm. where you can watch a black lady sketch exactly. show. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it, the two women were just so authentic. And, you know, as a podcast, they're just having a conversation the entire time, talking about their boyfriends, talking about black <laughs> troubles, talking about black girls, white guy troubles, like, just all the struggles. 
And it's just brilliantly done that way. Yeah. So authentic. It feels very relatable. Like, one of your girlfriends. It's not too contrived. And that's what drew me to Jessica Williams was in... um, The very first time I ever saw her was in her Netflix film. Oh, the great Jessica James. Jessica James. Yeah. I love that. And she was just so... Like, I felt like she was, like, a girl, like, one of us. Like, her life wasn't perfectly... Like, you know, like, I love a good rom-com. I felt like she was playing herself. Yeah. Like, she she was playing herself. And she didn't have on, like, too much makeup. Exactly. And it wasn't, like... I love a good rom-com, but a lot of times those things, like, never fully, like, depict life. Like, just, like, even, like, down to little details. But, like, there were so many nuances in that film that I felt, like, replicated real life. And it didn't feel like so much of a movie. And, like you said, it felt like she was playing herself. And it just felt very, like, raw and um, organic and relatable. And I... That's when I was like, oh, this girl's talented. Like, she's (laughs) funny. Uh, And then ever since then, I've been following her. Yeah. I mean, she's just had such an amazing career. Like, before... She worked on one of the political shows, and I can't remember. Yeah, she was like a she correspondent. Was, was like she was the, the youngest uh, yeah, correspondent was on the, the Daily, Daily Show. Mm-hmm. It was the Daily Show, right? In 2012. Yeah. Yeah, and she was just hilarious on there, too. And I think she just brings this, like, natural authenticness about her. And I think it also helps a little bit that she's she's a little on the, like, kind of weird side. And, I mean, not everyone is going to be, can be quoting you know, quote unquote, whatever. Yeah, cool or cool sexy or whatever is or, typically yeah. cool or typically sexy mm-hmm. is that she like leans into, yeah, I kind of like, you know, weird stuff or I'm different and she just leans into it and that's what makes her funny and so creative. And I think that's why I, like, she resonated with me because, like, I I feel like I'm weird. Like, I feel like we're all weird in our own, right? I, everyone has their own weird yeah. thing or, like, whatever makes you, you nerd out about. Yeah. Like, that's what you nerd out about. Mm-hmm. And that's nerd- why Awkward yeah. Black Girl was such, was such a success because you're almost, like, praising that thing that people want to I make you like marginalize you for but uplifting that and making it like a cool thing i loved that about awkward black girl i think that is hands down why it was so uh, received so well is because the ones who you know aren't typically as sexy or funny or whatever whatever the the you know main muse is of what a black woman should be if you didn't fit into that box it's like you were the awkward black girl, you know, mm-hmm. the one who wraps all the hard lyrics in the mirror, <laughs> but doesn't do it outside. <laughs> Let me tell you, that I, is me in the I car. Find my, I find my bathroom moments where I am like jamming or like doing some weird stuff in the mirror. No one's there, but I've, I've been there, and I'm I'm no shame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like I'm here for. I'm here for all the awkward black girlness. Yes, so that's, I mean, like I. I like that we're trying to normalize it. And to me, I feel like when I see stuff like that, you're not trying hard, which is so refreshing. Like, yeah. so, and I mean, we're socialized to fit in and to, like, do the things that are cool. So when you see people not doing that, it encourages you to just not give a crap. Just be more authentically you. Because if you are the typically cool person, cool. Yeah. Be you, be cool. Right. If you're typically kind of nerdy, be nerdy. It's cool. Yeah, it's whatever fun. is you is cool. I think feel like that's the lesson, and that's what yeah. we like about Jessica Williams. So, you're a great girl. Love her. Alrighty, now we're going to move on to news and gossip. Yes, fam. You're going to take over. Mm-hmm. News and gossip. Alright, yeah. so into the news and gossip, fam. So, I want to break down a little bit about Robin Thede and her background. Mm. So, I was watching a little clip of an interview uh, with her on E! News. Turns out she used to be an E! News correspondent. Did you know that? I did not know that. How long ago was that? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I didn't I didn't check the year, yeah. but let me tell you, the, it looked like it was filmed on VHS. Okay, so it was a, a little, a little, <laughs> a little 
was grainy. Um, and she sat down with Denzel, mm. and um, when they showed that clip in the actual Today interview, they talked a little bit about what happened at that moment. And she said, what brings this all full circle is when she initially was having dinner with Issa Rae to create a black lady sketch show. Uh, their dinner was paid for by Denzel. Wow. He just happened to be there and just paid for it. Look how things come full circle. Exactly. I mean, I and think... Here's the thing, too. Let me let me interject. I totally forgot to mention this. That in her junket interview that they aired from the past, that looked like it was on VHS, <laughs> he told her, you know what, you're like an actress. Ooh. Even though she was interviewing him, she's like, yeah, you're, you're like, you got like acting chops, like you're an actress. No way he told her that? Yeah, and then bring it to 2019, he's, you know, giving them dinner and a Black Lady sketch show, pays for their dinner, and then she's essentially acting in this show. Wow. It, Denzel manifested her future. I mean, I'm, obviously she did the work, but like he manifested <laughs> it in front of her. And like, I mean, I don't know if she was trying to be an actress, but look at that. And of yeah. all people to tell you that you should be an actress, Denzel. Yeah. If I don't know, I don't know what will motivate you to go change your life in your path, but that <laughs> should be it. And then he pays for your meal years later. Years later. It just happened to be in the restaurant. I was just like, oh my man. gosh. Like, Denzel, you were, you were amazing. You were that man. A class act. Do you know how many women would love for Denzel to pay for their dinner? Yeah. And you know, he's just doing that with the goodness of his heart. Yeah. Like, so supportive. So great. Um, he's just, like, a great human being. Yeah. Great actor and great human being. And, like, devout family, man. I know. I'm into that. Oh, and treats women well. Yes. 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 Now, what I also want to break down a little bit um, is I've been going through Black Twitter, um, which is my normal Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I wanted to see what was kind of the reception um, of a Black Lady sketch show yes. being the first female-led comedy show, a Black female-led comedy show to date. And I found it interesting that even though there's a ton of you know happy reviews, excited reviews, I found a few that were a little mixed. Yeah. What did Some you? Pe- what was like the the some people were saying that it was it was a little weird or a little they didn't get it or it wasn't as funny because they thought it was a little mm. strange and I think it literally circles back to what we were just talking about is mm. these are you know women that are leaning more into their you know their own sort of comedy be it awkward or be it mocking their own size and and I think it also takes a very again female forward look at comedy so yeah they're gonna deride men a little bit and maybe men aren't really here for that you know they've Mm -hmm. had so many sketches where they've talked about like you know this man wants to propose and he quit his job or lost his job we don't know which one still um so i found that there were some mixed reviews and i think that was one element to it um it's because they're leading into how authentically them they are what be it awkward um you know strange yeah and be it uh more female led so they're going to talk about issues that sometimes men don't like to hear men don't like to hear that women are sometimes are being more independent or they don't need you or you know whatever they want to whatever we want to talk about exactly you know maybe you're not here for it and they don't want to hear that you know they're being mocked at that's interesting because last episode and last after show we discussed because one of the sketches was about um being black and how they didn't always align with the stereotype and the whole point was being black isn't a monolith and i think you mentioning that the fact that some people didn't really connect with the show or they Mm -hmm. found it kind of weird and it's because they're putting a platform or a pedestal for the weird awkward black girls and that's one form of blackness. It's not always going to exactly. be like the angry black woman that they've painted a lot of black yes. women as, or it's not going to be the sassy one or the funny one, or just like whatever caricature or token <laughs> item you want us to be. Like, yeah, I want to touch on that. I also felt 
like this is also very smart comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be super in your face. It's not going to be really. Not all of it is so obvious. Exactly. Like, laugh out loud, funny, which sometimes tends to err to being a little more caricature like. And yeah, that's funny, but sometimes I don't always want to see that. And that's typically the roles that have been given to us in the past are the ones that yeah. um, don't don't highlight the smart part of yeah. us. So now that we're making it, let's be smart about exactly. it. If we feel like it. Especially <laughs> if we're going to be the females who are like opening up the, the road, like the, the yeah. paving the way for this. Exactly. It's going to be intellectual. So like set that caliber. If you, you know, and I think with those mixed reviews, if you don't get it, keep watching it. Like it Give is, it a shot. Yeah, it is funny. I think maybe you won't get all the sketches, but there are sketches I think that are there for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. something that you can identify with. Especially if you are a black person, there's something you can pull from this. Like we like the the church testimonies or having the Come the, on. Yeah, like there's <laughs> something that all of us can connect with. So I think people just should be a little bit more patient and like empathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There are tons yeah. of tweets like flowing in with people just loving the show Good. and praising it. Yeah. And there's just few that I thought that really stood out that mm-hmm. found it just weird, yeah. if anything. But, you know, to even just one more point on that is even if you look at comedy that's done by white comedians, there are strange white comedians. And then there are some that are more on the crude humor right. side, yeah. crude, humor, crude humor, sex side and everything in between. So to be a great show, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be on the nose for everyone. Exactly. It, I mean, so I mean, there are many different types for white comedians, many different types for Latin communi- um, comedians. Why not for black women? And we can have some of that integrated throughout yeah. the show, and we do. Like some are a lot more obvious, and others are a little bit more subtle. And you probably have to think a little bit more. It doesn't all always have to be like the same vibe. But and I actually think that's good because then it speaks to all the communities Mm -hmm. that are watching not everyone's gonna identify as the awkward black girl or as the really like loud uh, or stereotypical person that they like to paint black people as so it's it's a mix it's eclectic and i think it's touching on that as well and it should be eclectic to resonate with all the different demographics yeah definitely and uh one more thing we got to get on this gossip train is yes ep Issa rae had a yacht party i think it's her (sighs) third one in a row it's gonna go down like in history. I mean, it's already, it already like, is a big deal. It's like hashtag yacht shit. I want to be invited. <laughs> like that party. So everyone in young black Hollywood is Basically. there. Basically, everybody. The cast of Dear White People. Dewanda Wise from She's Got to Have It. Spike Lee's, uh, you know, Netflix mm-hmm. uh, romance. Everyone was there. Ryan Destiny was there. It's Gabrielle just, Union. Gabrielle Union was there. Old cast members from Awkward Black Girl, the web the web series, were was there, and they looked like they were having the time so much of their fun. lives. Obviously, the cast of Insecure as well. Miguel performed. Miguel performed. Okay, did you hear how he ended up performing? Yeah, he was like eating food, and then he heard his song come on, and he hopped up and just performed. Talk about an impromptu meant to be moment. Talk about lit. I'm here for it, and he <laughs> sounded amazing. Like yeah. it clearly wasn't prepared. Like he just hopped up. That's how young he's a good singer. He's, yeah. Clean vocals. And you know he was having fun because it wasn't like, oh no, no, Barbie. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to do it. A free show on a yacht. Like, <laughs> yep. everyone, everyone just looked like they were having the absolute time. best time. And I was just thinking, Issa, if you're watching this, I would love to come next year. Issa, both Shade and I would love to come. You, you know, know where to find us. I just want to be in the presence. I will not bother you. I will be over by the food table and just enjoy myself. 
we're, we just be happy to just be in your presence and everyone's presence and just having a good black time, right? Yeah, a good black time. I'm here for it. Hello. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that is it. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Simone Thomas. You can find me at Simone A. Thomas on all social platforms. Where, where can they find you? Yes, I'm Sade Spence. You can find me across all so, all socials at Sade A. Spence, S-A-D-E-A-S-P-E-N-C-E. Perfect. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.